What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Embrace. Today, we have my beautiful friend, Kaylee Moonen, on. And we're going to be diving into just like the fear of being seen. Like when we are walking through this world, our little experience that we have in this world and, you know, the fear of perception and how that's come up in our lives, how that's come up in our, our journeys and how we just kind of pulled ourselves out of the box and out of feeling like we had to fit a specific identity and really just dive full deep into a self-discovery journey. So Kaylee, super excited to have you. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. What is up, everyone? My name is Kaylee. I am a life coach with a focus on self-discovery and making it a soulful process because I really do think as we walk through this life and we we go through these experiences and this spiritual warfare that is self-discovery, it's so much of what Sarah just shared here. It's it's letting go of perceptions not only of ourself, but of how we think others want us to show up, want us to be, and and kind of bridging that gap and finding the path home to yourself as you learn to release these things. So I'm excited to dive in today. Yes. And you just said the phrase spiritual warfare. And if that, if I didn't have one thing <laughs> to just explain what I went through this past year to really understand like how to pull myself out of a box was literally being dragged through a spiritual warfare. But Yes. It really, sometimes it does take, you know, like the really deep, dark and ugly to, to really come out on the other side. But, but yeah, I feel like when it comes to this topic, it's like, where do you even start? Like, what was the starting point? I don't know if you can resonate with this, Kaylee, but like, I feel like I've had multiple rock bottoms, multiple starting mm-hmm. points and like feeling like, okay, I'm pulling myself out of this identity. I'm pulling myself out of this box. I'm, you know, I, I know that I don't belong here because it's not meant for me. And like, mm-hmm. now I know who I am and now I'm walking the walk. And then I'm like, oh shit, like, who yeah. am I all over again? So what was like a huge turning point for you when it came down to like, you know, the fear of being seen, like not wanting people to see you for your entirety and to see you in your wholeness. Like what, what, like, was there ever like a distinct memory or like an experience for you that you went through that kind of like, was that ultimate pivot point? Yeah, this is actually such great timing because I recently went through and kind of wrote out my whole story and hit on the like major points throughout my life where I was like, oh, like that was an identity we went through. And then that one led me here and led me here. So I'll just kind of give a little bit of a spark notes version and then touch on the most recent one, because that was like the stickiest, ickiest one that I had Mm -hmm. to go through. That was the most challenging. But looking back, I have like such a vivid memory of being in middle school. So this goes into like some inner teen healing here, where I came from an elementary school where like, I was in this group, everyone was very smart. And then I went to a magnet school. So it was like all of the schools around town filtered into this. It wasn't like my district school, if you will. So a lot of different kids from a lot of different backgrounds. And I automatically like had this target on my back because I was like the straight A student. I was the little like goody two shoes who was the teacher's pet. Like that's the environment I had come out of. And I was like meeting these kids who were like degenerates like no judge no judgment to them like they had their own journey going on but like 
were very into like skateboarding and they wore like the DCs and the etnies and like the studded belts and they had bright pink hair. And I'm this like little girl in my Abercrombie polos with like my braided pigtails. And I was just like, so out of place. Terrified. So that was like my first thing where I was like, I'm going to like completely block who I am and like shape shift here so that I can fit in and that I can be received. And I remember wearing like the black and pink DCs with the checkered laces and like the crazy belt. And my mom was like, are you sure this is what you want to (laughs) wear? And I was like, well, all the other kids are wearing it. So that was like the first instance where I ever really felt like I need to hide who I am in order to fit in. And then like through a series of events that continued through my whole life, like in high school was the same thing. I was like, I played the tuba because the cool kids played the tuba and like the weirdos played the flute. So like switched instruments, like the boy I had a crush on played the tuba. So like I wanted to do what he was doing and then like carrying over into college, you know, I had just found like my first job in restaurants. And again, that's like a mixed mash of people from all these different like walks of life working in one thing. So it was like, how can I shape shift this version of me to now like fit in this environment? And I think getting out of restaurants was like the most helpful thing for me, like COVID saved my life. And then we stepped into a new identity. I fell in love with fitness. And that was one that like, that felt like home. And this is the one that was like the hardest thing for me to let go of because I became so obsessed with like becoming the best version of myself through fitness. And then I started to see that people were like growing their businesses online. So I was like, I don't have a job right now. So there's, I'm not losing anything. Like, why don't I give this a shot? And everyone in my life told me I was crazy. I wasn't going to have a a retirement, a 401k, no insurance. Like I had no support, but this was the first time where I chose. I was like, this is who I am. This is what I love. Like I'm going to do this thing regardless of what everyone else said. So got into online coaching, um, grew my business, grew my capacity to serve, fell more and more in love with it. And then as I like really went like, balls to the wall all the way in on my own healing journey and my own self-discovery, I reached this point and I was like, I don't like being a fitness coach. Mm. And I was like, I would rather do anything than like look over another macro plan or like tell someone how to tweak their RDL. And those are things that I once really loved. And I had built up Kaylee Moon Fit. Like my friends even jokingly called me Kaylee Moon Fit. Like in social environments, they'd be like, what's up, Kayla Moon Fit? Like, what's going on in your business? And so for me to like realize that like I was a whole person outside of this identity that I had created was like, what do I do? Like, how do I let go of this? And I know like you kind of went through a similar shift this year. So would love to hear your perspective on it as well. First of all, like there's so many nuggets you just dropped there, especially starting with like little baby Kaylee in middle school. And it's so funny because it's like, it really is like that. Like it's so monkey see monkey do like, you know, they're doing this and that seems like the acceptable thing. That's what everyone's doing. So I need to do that. And kind of starting with kind of like, you know, steering back the wheels a little bit. Like when I wasn't even aware that I wasn't really being my true self, like 
I didn't really uncover anything until I got to like college. And I was like, who the hell am I? Like, who am I in this world? Like, who am I on this earth? But kind of going back to like middle school and stuff like that, like I come from like such a teeny tiny town and like our, we went to the same school with every single person, like since even like preschool, like dating back to preschool. So it's like, we just knew everyone up until graduating high school. So it was one of those things where it's like, I was just being adapted to, to what was around me. So it's like, that was the style. So I'm going to do it. And that's, you know, kind of all my friends are wearing brown North faces with black leggings and and brown Uggs. Like I'm going to do the same, but then it kind of got down to a place where like in college for me, it was my identity, like not even just, you know, what I would wear, what who I was, it was, it was more just like, who, like, am I as a whole? Like, I think a big one for me was like my, even like my race. I was like, well, I'm Brazilian. I'm not black. I'm not white. I'm too white for the black people and I'm too black for the white people. So who am I? Like that, I think was the start of my identity crisis. Cause like, I was like, what does that even mean? What does that make me? I have this hair and it doesn't look like anyone else. It doesn't look like anyone else in my family. So like, even in like, as middle school, like my parents, my mom would like straighten my hair and I'd be like, okay, well then I'm not supposed to have curly hair. So like, for me, it was very much about like appearance like growing up and then what going back to my natural hair, like literally, I think it was COVID. So it's like, like you said, COVID saved your life. COVID saved my life in more ways than one. And I don't think I realized that until in like looking in hindsight, but I think for me, it was really after graduating college is when I was like, I don't know who I am. What do I think I'm good at? Same thing as you is the fitness industry. And I mean, fitness consumed probably all of me. I was known as the fit girl. I was the girl in fifth grade that was doing 10 pull-ups and holding a plank for for nearly two minutes. So like that was the thing that kind of, I think, fed my ego and kind of created this, like this image of me that like, okay, I'm fit. I have to be in shape all the time. I have to be strong, strong all the time. That's kind of where like all, you know, the disordered behaviors kind of comes into, but fitness like was my identity since I can remember. And I think through college and knowing that like I was going to college for the same thing for like kinesiology. And then I was like, I think it was like the moment that I graduated, I was like, what do I do with this? Like, what do I even do with this? Like, I'm not going to be a personal trainer forever. And then you have that external pressure from your parents, like kind of like what you were saying too. It's like, you know, what do you, what job are you going to have? You need a 401k, you need health insurance, you need a retirement plan. Like, and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm going to be and I don't know who I am and I don't know what direction this can really take me in. Same thing. COVID hit. I was working at three different gyms at the time. And then I saw people having an online business for fitness. And I was like, well, I do this. I've been doing this. I can do that. I can have an online business. And I genuinely did have a passion for fitness and I still do in a different capacity. But I think where the identity really started dying for me is because I held so much resentment because fitness consumed all of me. Like it's what I did. It's who I was. It's what I was known for. And I think I started resenting like having 
a business that was revolved around this. Cause I was like, well, I'm never going to get out of this box. Like I'm never going to be anything more than just yeah. a fitness trainer. And like, I think I started really resenting myself. I held a lot of shame around myself for in college, like not branching out, not being a part of something different, not having something that I can follow back on like a plan B. And I think that's when I really realized it was even like a year ago when I realized like, oh, wow. Like I think I want to go in a different direction. And I actually had a client that I, that I coached for free, like mentored for absolute free. Cause I had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, Hey, like I'm really about self-improvement and personal development. And like, I don't really know what that means yet, but I want to help someone. And like, I had the opportunity to, to do that. And it was amazing. And it kind of planted the seed for being in the space of just like self-discovery and mentorship and personal development. And you know, being able to finally fast forward to maybe like two, three months ago when you removed the fit from your IG handle. Like I know I remember you had that. I had a full ass funeral that day. I was like, who am I? What do I like? Identity crisis. And it seems so silly. Everyone was like, why haven't you changed your name? And I'm like, because this is like a big deal. Yeah, I yeah, know for sure. And it's like, it's, it's just a part of who you were. It's like mourning a past self, even though, you know, you've outgrown it, you know, you aren't mm-hmm. passionate about it anymore. It's just like, it's like, you literally have to let it go. And, and it's, it's hard to actually come to terms with that. But when I removed that, I was like, I, that was me like feeling so liberated. Cause I was like, I'm not in a box anymore. I'm not Sarah Miranda fit. I'm just Sarah Miranda. And like that gets to be whoever she is. Yeah. And I think too, it's like, again, I still coach fitness clients. I, I still am working with them in, in a, in a particular capacity, but I know that my vision is so much grander and I know you, uh, can resonate with that as well. It's like, you know, that you're meant for so much more. And because I think we both went through a journey, multiple journeys, multiple experiences of really like you know, breaking down who we were to kind of build ourselves back up again and really understand like, who are we in this world? Like, how are we establishing ourselves? What are we meant for? Like, we have that passion to help others do the same. And it's like, I think we're born into the matrix. We're born into a box where, you know, our parents want us to be this, you know, molded version of ourselves and the partners that we have. I know I had a partner in the past that like literally would tell me like, I made you. Like, and it's like me, me naively thinking, and I was like, well, yeah, you're right. Cause it's like, I literally had no power. I was a doormat to people in my life for so long. Cause I didn't know who I was. And then when I realized, like I was kind of in this identity of fitness and like known as the fit girl, I was like, I had so much resentment and pain around that. Cause I was like, but this isn't who I am. Like, I know it's not who I am. It's a part of me and it's what I've done, but it's not, it doesn't define me. So what was like a big lesson do you think you've learned? Like, obviously it's painful shedding, shedding yeah. those versions of you and shedding those identities. But what was, what would you say is like one, like, I'm sure that there's so many lessons that we can take from every bit of that journey, but like one really powerful lesson that you feel like kind of just holds strong in your heart, but also something that you knew you had to go through in order to kind of feel a little bit more liberated. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that came to mind for me when you asked that question is that your weird is your superpower, Mm. like point blank period. And I feel like so much of my life, and I'm sure you can relate to this as well, all these bits and pieces of me that made me 
me, like Kaylee, who I am and this like magnetic energy that I'm now finding myself in, I thought I had to put a blanket over them or like hide them or like just to bring up the fitness identity since that's what we've been talking through um, the most recent part of this. It's I thought I had to be the fitness identity or Kaylee. Like the two didn't coexist for me. So like for me, I love being outdoors in nature. I love yoga. Like I love talking about mushrooms. I love raving. Like all these things that light my soul on fire. To me, I was like, I need to be a fitness coach. I need to show up and be very reputable, like be an educator, like be an authority in the space. And in my brain, those things couldn't coexist. So for me, when I was like so in that fitness role, my weird did not exist. And now I'm realizing like these are the parts of me that I want to share with the world that like make me me, that draw people into me. Like anyone can be a fitness coach. And I know we talk a lot in like the the coaching space, like people buy coaches, not coaching So by me showing up in this like box who I was not, I was repelling any of the people who I was meant to serve. And I think this, it goes even deeper than like just in a coaching or a mentorship space. Like for my whole entire life, by wearing these different masks, by like embodying these different identities, and I have this like self-fulfilling story that I never quite fit in. I was the black sheep. I was the odd one out. Like I would bounce from friend group to friend group and I would always feel like I was on the outside. And now looking back, I can see so clearly it's because I was not shining my light. I was dimming my light to fit in. Like if you're not shining your light, if you're not letting your freak flag fly, if you are not putting your weird out there in the world, like how the fuck are your people supposed to find you? you know exactly i love that and like you the point that you made like that you can't coexist i resonate with that so much because it's like i would be journaling and i would be doing all these things that were like really helping me deepen my connection with myself mm-hmm. but my entire audience didn't give a fuck about that like they want to know how to build a fat ass they want to know how to get abs they want to know what to eat right. and like when it came down to creation, when it came down to how I was showing up, I knew I didn't align with that anymore, but I knew I was like, well, I can't post what I'm actually doing. So let me post what they want. And that pulled me further and further and further out of alignment with who I was trying to become. And I think there was a period where I was like one foot in into this new version and feeling really confident in that. And I completely drew back. Like I completely sabotaged myself and stayed to what toward like in what felt comfortable. And I stayed in what people were accepting of like they did. That's who they saw me as. So I had to stay like that. Otherwise, you know, who's this? I don't want to be in her presence anymore. I don't want to follow her anymore. And I think that's where kind of my ego played a huge role. And I'm, I'm sure you can really resonate with that too. It's like, we feel like we have to do what feels uh, like, what's the word? Kind of just like feels trendy. Like fitness is trendy. Fitness is like the sexier thing, like posting your body, posting your workouts, posting all these things. And that was another thing too. Like I resented the gym for a good three month period because I was like, I don't want to record. (laughs) I don't want to, you know, post my body. Like I just want to do this for me. And I think too, when I started, when I really owned up to like, you know what, this is what I'm doing. Like, this is what I'm meant to do. Like I'm meant to make this pivot. I'm meant to go in a different direction. 
and whatever happens is going to happen, but like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it scared. The moment I did that. And the moment I started just posting whatever, like posting what I was doing genuinely and like still posting, like, yeah, I'm, I still go to the gym and I still do these things and I still have my clients that are killing it, but I'm also this whole other realm that no one even knows about. And that even my clients didn't know about people in my personal life didn't know about. And I think that's when I started feeling more in my power. And it wasn't about the numbers anymore. It wasn't about the engagement anymore. It wasn't about like the validation. It was like who am I when I'm staying true to myself? And I think that's a battle that still right now in this moment till this day, I'm still going back and forth with because I have the pressure of like wanting to go back and like wanting to run back to, to what I once knew and to what once felt comfortable. But I'm always reminded why I'm not there anymore. And I think that's a big thing too. It's like to go off of like the biggest lesson. It's like, it's so terrifying and it's painful letting go of something that like you said like it's a part of you it still made you who you are and it still led you to where you are now and it's painful letting go of like that isn't like the star of the show anymore it's just like you know a credit in the movie (laughs) versus being the main character (laughs) and it's just one of those things where it's like there's a reason you're not there anymore there's a reason you had to let that go otherwise what you're experiencing now the life the reality that you're in now it wouldn't be in fruition and I think that's the biggest thing that like I'm again like I'm constantly going back from but I feel like the biggest thing too is you do have to kind of like break yourself down. Like you have to shatter your heart essentially (laughs) to be able to build yourself back up again. And I know like kind of going back to, because you mentioned spiritual warfare. I know I went through a crazy one, not too long ago. (laughs) Like I think it's still, (laughs) I think the shadows still kind of creep up here and there, but I feel like that was a big pivot for me as well is like, like I always knew, like I was always like, yeah, the universe and God and this and that, but I don't think I had an established relationship with the divine until I was going through a really massive pivot and being held, like knowing that you are held by consciousness mm-hmm. and held by a higher power. Like you just, you know, you're never going to like completely fall. And if you do, like you're going to be built back up to your purpose again. So what was that like for you? Just kind of like when you knew you kind of like had an ego death, an identity death, like what was it like coming out of that for you? Yeah, I think this year alone for me has been about 47 different ego deaths and rebirths. And I have to kind of like look back and laugh on this. And I feel like we've been on such parallel timelines. I know for me, my word of the year was surrender. And it just like last year, that word kept coming up for me in so many different synchronicities, like related to my now mentors related to, you know, at the end of last year, when I was at like such a rock bottom, like I had no other choice. So I literally set that as my word of the year this year. And February comes along and I'm like, yeah, chief, I've surrendered. Like, look at me go two months in. And then it was like, just getting smacked time after time again, when like, God, universe source was like, you need to let go a little bit more. You need to surrender a little bit more. And the first half of the year was just kind of like continually being faced with these things. It was like, 
I had started to have that disconnect from the fitness identity, but I was like, nope, like shut up. This is what I meant to do. This is what I'm good at, what I'm being validated for. So I'm just going to like keep doing it. And then um, you and I shared the experience at a live event over the summer. And during that breathwork session, I came home to myself, like such a beautiful moment and story. And that's like a podcast topic for another day. But in that moment, I remember opening my eyes and I was like, I have to let it go. I had absolutely no idea what my next steps were. I knew I needed to burn my fitness business to the ground and just like start fresh. And that was at the end of June. And I didn't fully burn it until August because I was a little chicken and I wasn't ready to fully surrender. Um, But I just like kept being met with opportunities to go a little bit deeper, to build that trust. And for me, I always had had a relationship with the universe. Like that was my higher power. That's like who I spoke to, who I trusted in. And then I found my way to God this year and that like changed everything for me. It was just like this connection and this feeling of being held and supported in walking by faith that I had never known. Like I I trusted the universe. I knew the universe was always on my side, like was very into affirmations, things like that. But when it came to this like spiritual warfare and learning to walk by faith and not by sight, like that is when I was like, okay, I can do this. Like when I let go of the fitness identity, I felt like a little crab without a shell on. Like I was really vulnerable. I was sharing things I had never shared. I was, you know, speaking about things I had really only told like my closest friends. And now it's just all out there. But I felt such a calling to serve in this way, to do this type of work. And I had to just let it all go and just trust that like, hey, everything in your life that you have ever like asked for or wanted has all come to fruition. So it was learning to ask for what I wanted to have a really powerful why behind it, but then to like be totally hands off to let go of how it was going to happen and when it was going to happen. And a really beautiful analogy that has helped me through this, you know, your hands are meant for receiving. So when your hands are clinging and you're trying to hold on so tightly to how you think your life should be or like this identity you think you need to show up as, your hands are full. Like when we meditate and you have your hands open, that you're open to receive. So it's the same thing in your life. If you're you're carrying all this baggage, you're carrying these identities, these stories, whatever it may be, you're literally blocking yourself from receiving you know, what God has intended for you, you're blocking your faith because you're clinging on so tightly. And that's been like the biggest lesson I've learned throughout this year. And it's, it's been really a beautiful, like evolution of my relationship with faith and with trust and and trusting in myself, honestly, Mm -hmm. I think that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. That is so powerful. Like your hands are meant to receive and you're, you're not open to receive. You're blocking yourself from everything that God has meant for you by just, like you said, clinging onto the how and the when, and we, our timelines are freakishly similar. It's actually quite insane Yeah, (laughs) because like, even with your word being surrender, I think, I think I stepped into the year with my word being integrity 
Mm-hmm. And for so long, I was like, I'm being integral, I'm being integral. And I wasn't because I was not living my truth. I wasn't doing, like you said, you were kind of like a little chicken, not fully surrendering and not fully letting go of an identity and letting go of something that you knew you were meant for. And like, that was kind of me. It's like, I wasn't being integral to what I knew I actually wanted. So that was a big thing. And then kind of towards the latter half was the word release. Like if I go through, flip through my journal, like the word release is just there like over and over and over. And then Mm -hmm. I ended up birthing. Like, I know you had your masterclass on surrender and I know I birthed my masterclass on release. And I was like, wow, what is God? God's literally communicating with me. Like, what is it that I'm releasing? And, and like you said, you know, the word is surrender, but when, you're seeking surrender. It's like, we still got to surrender a little bit more. And I feel like that's, that's the toughest lesson too, is like, you think you're surrendered. Like the event that we both attended, I, I remember walking into that, that hotel and I was like, I don't really know what I'm going to surrender. I'm surrendered. Like I'm cool. <laughs> and those three days and those two breathwork sessions absolutely wrecked me. Oh yeah. And I, I, I just realized, you know, what I was still giving power to, like I mm-hmm. did, was not claiming my power. I was not holding my power. I completely gave it away. And I remember I kind of woke up and I was like, and I just remember letting out this scream where I knew I had like completely like broken myself from the chains of what was holding onto mm-hmm. my power. So that was like one like huge shift for me. And then I remember same thing in August was when I was like, I'm making the pivot. Boom. I decided it. I communicated it to my team. Like I just ripped the fucking bandaid off. And ever since then, it's like my content has shifted. Like what, how I show up has shifted, how, what I'm doing, what I'm serving has for okay. sure shifted. And I think within that, like, I'm like, I'm still kind of like, like, let me just like test the water and then like like I'm here I'm here I'm at the ocean but I'm not like fully submerged in it and like and that's been the biggest thing is really just knowing that like I like in October is when I like really found my faith I think it was actually end of September and I actually have a podcast episode on finding my faith and what that journey felt like but it was that where I was like I, okay, I get it. I I'm here. I give it all to you. And there's still a little, little piece of me that is like, but, but this is when, like, this is what I want to happen. This is when I want it to happen. This is how I want it to happen. And it's like, you just kind of recognize how you're still kind of holding yourself back. And it's like, we don't have that control. So what is it going to take to fully surrender? And I think that's the hardest part. We don't want to let go of control. Like we think we have to suffer to get what we want in reality. Like you actually don't even have control of how and when you receive it. But like you said, you kind of just let go of that and open your hands to receive and God is going to deliver, like source is going to deliver. So Mm -hmm. I think it's so beautiful how our timelines and our stories really kind of tie into each other. And, and just like knowing that, like there's so many people out here that are still showing up in a box or just putting themselves in a box rather that they know they don't want to be in. So I think mm-hmm. if anything, if you're listening to this and you resonate with any of this, like take this as your sign to fucking fully let it go, like release yes. it, surrender it, break your heart, shatter yourself because yes, you are going to be broken down and it's fucking painful and it's terrifying, but like we're living on the other side and like we're at the next mountain, but there's going to be multiple mountains that you get to because you're ever changing. We're ever evolving. But when you allow yourself to really go through that process and that journey, I feel like you, you just feel liberated in the sense that like you knew you didn't allow yourself to, to stay small anymore. Like you didn't allow yourself to stay in that box that you knew you wasn't meant for you. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And what came up for me at the end, as you were speaking about the mountains, because like, they're always going to be there. But I think the most beautiful part of this self-discovery journey of coming home to yourself, of coming home to your truth and starting to live deeply fucking rooted in that. Like when you know who you are, you know, the values that you live your life by, like you have standards and principles for yourself. You have a North star to operate by the mountains start to feel a lot less overwhelming. They're more like hills. And Mm -hmm. then each time you accomplish that hill, then it's like, okay, maybe now it's like a little molehill because you're so clear and you're operating from this place of conviction. Like you're operating from a place of purpose and you're no longer trying to live for anyone else but yourself. Like, you take full responsibility. You're, you're just, you're trekking along here. We're just like mm-hmm. bleep blooping. And it's not like I'm hanging from the edge of this cliff fighting for my life anymore. And it's this like sense of ease and groundedness and peace is something that I wish for like every human being to experience in their lives. And that's why I know I'm so passionate about guiding people along this journey. And I know you are as well. So I think it's, it's so scary to take that first step to like trust in yourself to live for yourself to let go of the boxes the identities the limiting beliefs the stories and like you said it's it's so messy and it's so hard but like knowing that you're never alone in this like there's support out there for you there's people who have gone through it and that's why I think, you know, sharing our story today, I hope it really resonates with some of the people who are listening. Um, but do it like leap in the net will appear. Exactly. And you said the word conviction, which I think is like the most powerful, like that's been my word of the month for the last two months. And it's like, that's kind of to tie this all in too. It's like, when you know, you're meant for more, when you know, you've outgrown something, it's like, be convicted in that be Mm -hmm. so convicted in where you're headed, but don't be attached to the outcome Mm -hmm. that you think it's going to bring you. And that's been a big lesson. So I'm like, Oh, I'm going to let go. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to step into this. And this is exactly what's going to happen. And then guess what? But that I think that's the lesson from source as well, where it's like, you don't get to control that, but you are meant to go down this path. So be mm-hmm. convicted in that and hold yourself through it and know that you're being held through it. So Kaylee, thank you so much, my girl. This was such a beautiful conversation. Uh, where can we find you? You can find me over on Instagram. It's not Kaylee Moon Fit any longer. <laughs> it is Kaylee.moonin. I would love to connect with you all. Love to hear your takeaways so that Sarah and I know how to best support you moving forward. Beautiful. I will also leave your your at the in the description as well so they can find you. But thank you guys for listening and I will catch you on the next episode.